welcome everyone to another episode of the regular exclusive podcast with Jace and Renee. And Renee, I I have to ask you, did you see the Cocaine Bear trailer? I did. Of course I did. (laughs) I couldn't miss that. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That I've never gone from that looks stupid to how do I pre-order my ticket in such a short amount of time? Oh, you thought it was going to be stupid just from the title? Just from the title. I'm like, (laughs) this seems like some bad, like, public access channel movie. (laughs) No, I knew, see, I knew it was coming out. So, like, they announced this a while back that it's, like, this true story that it's, like, actually based on. Not the rampage, but the coke (laughs) part. the, The coke falling out of a plane and a bear doing it, I guess. But... They said Elizabeth Banks was directing, and I was like, this is going to be crazy. So I I didn't know what to expect, and I have to say I was very pleasantly surprised. This looks like a fucking baller movie. (laughs) Yeah, I was shocked when I saw that Elizabeth Banks was directing, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm even more excited. Yeah, she's hilarious. It's going to be insane. I mean, I remember the real story. Yeah, it's not, not that eventful. Bear does cocaine and dies. From over- overdosing, uh, but this seems like a whole lot more fun. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait, and I, I think this might be Ray Liotta's last performance. It's perfect, so we have to see it. Yeah, but also like it just makes sense for this to be his last one. Oh, Cocaine man. Bear, that's the perfect. You don't need to do anything after that. Personally, I think I think I just love the part where the. The bear actually snorts cocaine because I wasn't sure is he just going to be eating it. But there's that where he's about to chew on a leg and he starts snorting it first, which I just respect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's going to be wonderful. Well, that's funny because I was actually going to start uh, today by asking you if you had heard something. But then I almost forgot because of the cocaine bear. That was a that was great. Um. I don't know if you heard, but it's a pretty big deal for any uh, any Flanagan, Mike Flanagan fans. But Which I am. Exactly. And if you're smart, you are, basically. Yep. Amazon has poached Mike Flanagan from Netflix. What? Yeah. So now he's got an exclusive TV production deal just with Amazon. He's moving on over. They also announced that they canceled, Netflix canceled his midnight club new show after one season which like of course they fucking did because they do that to all the good shit i was i i have been meaning to watch that show and just haven't gotten around to it but they did netflix cancel him and then he went he moved or did i don't know but i would imagine it was maybe because of the deal because he he was moving so it's not like they're gonna keep it but i mean they've done so many projects with him at this point that it's like even if they don't continue the Midnight Club, that means that there's going to be no more like haunting of. Yep. I don't know if he has the rights to that and he could take it to Amazon, but like it's definitely not going to happen in Netflix anymore, which is like a, a huge deal, I think. That is a big loss for Netflix. Yeah. Like Mike Flanagan is incredible. Like incredible. The 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 haunting, you know, Hill House and, and Bly Manor. Midnight uh, Mass. Midnight. Oh, Midnight Mass. Just perfect. Such a, a randomly amazing show. Just 
yeah, no expectations for that. Um, he did a bunch of like movies with him. He did like Stephen King stuff, right? Gerald's Game, yep. Which is, I mean, again, I think he only does the impossible Stephen King adaptations because the ones that he's done, like Gerald's Game, as the book is like a chick in her own mind the entire time. So <laughs> he made it just work for the visuals, and it's just. It's an incredible movie. It's still probably going to be on Netflix, so you should watch it. Um, but then he also did Doctor Sleep, which is like a sequel to The Shining. He did that for Warner Brothers, though. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that also. I've heard that one's great. Plus, Ewan McGregor, so I'm in. Watch the director's cut. It's longer, but it's better. That is such a loss for Netflix. Mike Flanagan has got to be one of their like repeat, just like consistently puts out great stuff for them i know but i feel like on netflix also it's kind of good because i feel like i can never like whenever his stuff drops on there i never see it on the homepage. like the way that they have things with their ai or whatever the fuck their algorithm sucks it does i feel like brand new shit it's like i have to fucking search for it and they just don't they just play like the or put the same old shit there and i'm like why is this da- like it's so hard to find but I mean, I guess they're more invested in whatever Ryan Murphy's doing because they have a deal with him. But I just feel like his stuff on Netflix hasn't been as consistent as Mike Flanagan. Yeah, he's done one show. He's done a couple other shows. That's the thing that like you don't even know about them. Yeah, he actually did a show with Ewan McGregor, like Halston, where he played like a famous fashion designer from like long time ago. I didn't watch it. I've never even heard of it. Uh, Ewan McGregor won an Emmy for his fucking performance. It's like it really went under the radar. But, you know, I just think I I like the the Evan Peters show, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. But apparently they're going to do like a serial killers universe uh, with all of the other ones and do shows like that. And I just think that's kind of weird. Oh, I I called that when I watched the last episode. I'm like, oh, that's definitely the next one. They're teasing yeah. the next season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You were right. You called it. I never thought, are we going to get a, like a serial killer cinematic universe? That seems a little like kind of fucked up, but I guess that's Ryan Murphy's thing. I like Ryan Murphy. Like I'll give him a chance always, but I feel like I would want to invest in Mike Flanagan long term. Oh, yeah. So you suck, Netflix. What the fuck are you doing? That was like one of the big things keeping me there. I mean, I'll be there as long as Stranger Things is on there, but. <laughs> you know it's still they're really cutting cords with some of the good shit so well uh speaking of netflix um yeah the movie that we're talking about today oh yeah i forgot <laughs> i guess we kind of like you netflix but again <laughs> you're not great <laughs> make better decisions yeah just be fucking better okay <laughs> All right, let's take a let's take a little little break and then let's talk about don't look up this comment is what we call a planet killer at this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, and you got to digest it. That's the assessment period. All right, everyone. Don't look up. It's the movie we're talking about today. And um, there's a whole lot to talk about with this movie. You said a whole lot or not a whole lot? I said a whole lot. <laughs> It'd be, cool. be unfortunate if we're doing a podcast. We're like, not a lot to say. Have, yeah. have a good day, everyone. This will be like five minutes. <laughs> no, this one, yeah, we could talk about it forever. I mean, I could talk about it forever, but I won't. So go ahead, Jace. Well, so this movie, uh, this was 
a Renee pick. I had never seen it before. I can't believe you'd never seen it. I, I think I talked about this on our last episode. There's just something about Netflix that like when they release something, I'm just like, eh, I'll get to it. Nobody cares. Yeah. Fuck you, Netflix. We're still talking about you, but whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the there's some things that as soon as they pop up, I, I, I want to watch them. But the, this movie was not one of them. But I'm glad that I watched it. So this movie came out November 2021. I think it actually dropped on Christmas Eve last year. Oh, yeah, you're right. December 24th, 2021. It's a Netflix original movie. The budget for this movie estimated was about $75 million. There's, you know, It was a streaming only thing, pretty much. And, I mean, at, at first glance, holy shit, the cast for this movie. Like, I mean, first off, it's directed by Adam McKay, who just... Everything he does is great. But then the cast, just Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy the Chalamet, uh, Ron Perlman, Kid Cudi, Ariana Grande. And there's more, but it's just like, Jesus. I know. It's quite the quite the fucking cast, dude. And I feel like everybody really brings it in this movie. I I think they all did great. <laughs> and I when I even saw the cast list in the first trailer, I was like, I think no matter what, I'm gonna like this movie <laughs> because I have so many people like, but overall, this movie's great in my opinion. It's one of my favorites. And it's what made me fall in love with Timothy Chalamet. So Okay, so this this is the movie. This is the movie. Yeah. Yule, his character Yule in this movie just fucking did it for me, man. He really won me over. And a fun fact I just found out was that the hair that he has in this movie is his real hair. He grew it out during COVID. He just didn't cut it. And then he did a Zoom call with the director. And he's like, I love it. I want you to keep it. And so he just didn't cut it. I don't know if I believe you. That (laughs) It's true. Look it up. That mullet or whatever it was. I was like, is that a dead possum on his head what is going on there i loved it honestly (laughs) obviously they styled it a bit but i don't know if i'll ever understand the obsession with with the chalamet is this the only thing you've ever seen him in no i've seen a lot of his things really and he's he's fine you haven't seen his jawline (laughs) it's it's pretty sharp but like everything i see him in i was like yeah he's yeah he was good he didn't he didn't deter from the movie at all. Like he, he, <laughs> deter. He's, he's fine. But people talk about him like, I don't know, he's the next Leo. And I'm like, I don't get it, but whatever. That's not what we're talking about today. But maybe we should, because I feel like I have to correct some of your opinions. But we'll just say that we love the Shams here. So the Shams. I don't know if that's his name. I just made it up. The the Sham Wow. Whatever it is, I love it. <laughs> whatever it is he's putting down. I think he's magnetic as fuck on screen and I love every movie I've seen him in, and I would watch him in a million more things, including Bones and all. You probably will. He seems to be doing a ton of movies. So. Yes, he does. And it seems like everyone in Hollywood loves him, so he's going to probably keep doing good movies. So, But, uh, Renee, I have to ask you, wh- why did you want me to watch this movie? God, I don't know. I think because I was hoping that you would also agree with me because like we both also liked don't worry darling another movie with don't in the title but like and people i just felt like shat on that movie for a a bunch of reasons none of which had to do with the quality of the movie even Mm -hmm. though that's what a lot of people said i feel like the same thing happened with don't look up and 
I don't know if people thought that they were just like, they didn't like the feeling the movie left with them, but I just felt like there was something to be said about like why people did responded the way they did. And maybe that that really wasn't deserved because I think this movie is amazing personally. So Okay. I want to know what you what you actually thought of the movie. So I really I really enjoyed it. I mean, I love pretty much anything Adam McKay touches. Pervert. Oh yeah. <laughs> Touch me. Touch me, Adam. We got it. <laughs> but no, like this movie was it was uh it was a bunch of things and that's what I that's what I like in movies is when they kind of, you know, make sudden turns or thing unexpected things and it keeps you engaged and I I I enjoyed all of it. Now, I I definitely see why some people were offended or felt attacked by this movie. <laughs> this movie is unapologetic in its tone. Yeah, it really is. I do agree with you, but I kind of feel like if you're offended by this movie, you're kind of just proving the point, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I get it, but also, like, look at yourself, maybe, because this movie is not even... It's just saying, like, can we just talk to each other and be real for a minute without all this, like... Maybe this shouldn't have a sugar coating on it. You know, <laughs> the situation that we're in? I think if you just maybe have more of a nihilistic tone on the universe and the world, maybe that's why I respond to it better. Like, I agree with this movie. I think that we are fucked and we should all be fucking scared because we're all going to fucking die. That's what I think. I agree with that. The way the human race is going, we're just going to be, we're not going to be around that long. Like, what the fuck do I care about an IRA? I don't think it's going to be around in 60 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So why are we doing a podcast? Well, that's what I'm saying. For the <laughs> meantime, I'm going to fucking have fun and do what I want. I just feel like, Maybe I just understand the point that this movie's making, which is like, hey, we're all in fucking big trouble and we're all concerned about really stupid shit. <laughs> That's what the title should have been. We're all in big <laughs> fucking trouble. And we're all like, we're all going to fucking die. Like that is maybe the best line of the movie. When we're all 100% for sure going to fucking die. The way that she says it and the way that she freaks out, it really just encapsulates how fucking we should be acting. But no, we're concerned with really stupid things. Like, <laughs> oh my God, do you guys think that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? It's like, that is the dumbest <laughs> thing in the world to be concerned about. Like, the planet is dying, you know? It just, it, I think it's very, like, in your face about it, but it's like, you know, I think it's kind of pointing at all of us. I don't think the director is looking down on everybody. I think he's just speaking to the truth. And, like, all of the scientists, they all think, you know, this is honestly like the most scene i've ever felt they all said because it's mm -hmm. like you know this is how i feel like fucking yelling about like climate change and global warming and everyone's just concerned with making some more money off of the fucking problem first yeah so i think the way that we should kind of structure this is talking about because this movie does a lot of things and so i think we can talk about what made us laugh what made us cry and what made us think and i think that uh the first thing since we're already talking about it, is the what made us think part. Yeah, I think that's the biggest part of this movie is that it really does, hopefully, unless you get mad and just like think you hate it, but it's like, this should fucking make you think. So I, when I was watching this, coming from, you know, growing up, definitely not around the environmental side of life, I immediately thought like, oh yeah, I see how this pisses people off. This is kind of like, don't worry, darling, in that if you are easily 
triggered by the slightest idea that someone is accusing you of being the problem, you probably should not watch this movie because you're gonna you're gonna get mad. This movie's not really try. It doesn't feel like it's trying to like change people's minds. It's like it's really just like this is a movie for people that think that we are in this problem. And if you don't think that, then you sh- I don't want you to watch this movie. Maybe you should, though, because maybe I think the point of the movie, there is a bit of it where I don't think the main point is to change people's minds, but it should fucking make you think. It, it should. I believe in climate change and all that shit. I know we're fucked. And I know that the people who have all the money and all the power, they're really, it takes way too fucking long for things to get done about it. So the people like it's not a comet coming towards us, but it might as well be. And I just felt like, yeah, this movie isn't really like like again, like, don't worry, darling. It's more just pointing out that the problem exists and saying, like, look at yourself, which I don't think is like, oh, how snooty. I mean, a fucking art house movie is like really introspective and like crazy shit like that you're supposed to think about and process like. I feel like this one's doing it with like a really fun time, honestly. Like I, I think this movie is really fun overall. Well, I think, I think it's it's very blatant in what it what it's trying to say. Whereas like an art house film, a lot of things can just go over your head. You know, like another movie that's about the environment, uh, Mother. A lot of that went over my head. I did not realize that there, this was about the environment until after I like watched some some videos. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm clearly not very artistic, but. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I guess. But then again, yeah, maybe this one's just obviously it's like hitting you over the head with it. But it's mm-hmm. like, if you also factor in COVID, I do feel like COVID really just proved this movie even more accurate. Oh, and yeah. that the fact that it came out like after COVID, COVID had already started, it just kind of felt like people were like, yeah, we know we've seen this. But I was like, I kind of feel like, you know, this just like is the real world playing out like they had planned, right? Yeah, and I I think that, I think COVID actually is the larger, the larger response than the environment. You know, like there's, there's a lot of stuff that like people talk about with the environment in movies and things. This movie, while it maybe originally was supposed to be about the environment, I feel like a lot of people took this as talking about COVID. Exactly. And people, people were already riled up from COVID. Oh, yeah. That actually, you know, leads to to one of my things. Also, real quick, just to make sure that no one is linking what, that I'm not on the environment side. Uh, I totally agree with you. People do. People should watch this movie. People should see this perspective. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to frame you as the villain there, but uh, good clear up. I think we could both say we're pro environment. We're not mm-hmm. pro COVID, but we are pro like we believe in COVID, and yeah. you should get vaccinated. I like this movie, so therefore. I am on the environment side. On I'm a leftist elite. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that came to to my mind as I was watching this is, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's satire, it's satire," and I actually, I think this movie is is a bad satire. Really? Like, I don't really think it does a a good job of being satirical about the environment because usually, like with satire, it you know, usually like the main characters are like kind of part of the problem that they're, they are being satirical. And in this case, mm. like the scientists are all like the the heroes. You know, like I always think of um, Always Sunny, like that is a through and through satire and the main characters are the worst people. And that's why it works. Or like South Park, 
But one thing I did think it was really good was it was more of a satire, maybe around like science and society and like the communication between those two things. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it was less about the environment. In my mind, it stuck out less about the environment and more about how we as people respond to science. And I thought in that view, I was like, this is a great fucking movie. Because it really points out how not only like normal people respond to science, but also like politicians, businesses, like the news. And they all spin it for their own political and they like make it all political. It's like science should not be fucking political, but it is. It's like either if you believe science, you're on one side. And if you don't, then you're on the other. And it's like. For me, it's like, I think this movie is like a remake of Armageddon, right? With a Mm -hmm. comet headed towards the Earth. But it's just a modern day version, which is like, yeah, remember in Armageddon when the president says that there's a fucking comet and everyone just goes, yeah, let's do something about it. And it's like, nobody has any fights about anything because in the 90s, we could all agree that that was a fucking problem. But now it's like the modern day would try to fucking profit off of it. It would be political gain and science is now political. So that would be a whole problem. So in my way, it's like, or in my mind, it kind of felt like just like a modern update of like a doomsday movie, which is weird. But I know it's also, it's very like current and like, I do think it is satirical, but you're right that like the main characters aren't part of the joke. They're the ones who are like the only rational people in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And if we can't all agree at the bare minimum that a giant comet the size of Mount Everest Hurling its way towards planet Earth is not a fucking good thing. And what the hell happened to us? You're, you're right with, like, science is political now. You know, like, there is one party at the moment that seems to align a lot more with science than the other one. The other one more so says that science is constantly changing and all these things and inaccurate and all this. And so inherently it's going to be a very political movie because science is so political it did make me think would this movie like in 50 years will this movie like be totally different like will people think of this movie totally different if they think about it at all if the world is not over in 50 years yeah i would say maybe and if it is then i think people are gonna go oh maybe that movie was fucking right I don't know. I'm the type of person that I'm like, I just think that every year this movie is just going to prove to be more and more accurate. Personally, it only has since it came out one year ago. So, I mean, who knows? Honestly, the world's probably going to be over by then. So, well, and 50 years from now, Netflix is probably going to have been absorbed by some other larger company and Blockbuster. (laughs) It's making a comeback. They should. People might be into it now. I don't know. But yeah, I I think this movie is just the cool thing about it is like that as funny as it can be and as like satirical as it can be in parts, I do think like it really does make you think. And I think for me, the biggest part of that is the dinner scene at the end. So this is a good transition. Let's talk about the stuff that made us cry, because, man, that scene. The thing of it is, is we, we really... We really did have everything, didn't we? I mean, what do you think about it? That was that was powerful. I was watching that scene and I kept like waiting for a joke. Mm-hmm. 
but like there's like no, they are really committing to this ending i i i did not think the the world is actually going to end at really? the end of the movie i was thinking i was like it, something will happen you know i was thinking that it's a comedy movie i was thinking that the the maybe the meteor was just gonna slightly miss it <laughs> like they were just they were a little bit wrong and it's just like no it just went by but i was was really surprised and i was really happy they're like all right you committed to the world ending like the yeah and then that last frame of of the slow-mo of everything is like fuck adam mckay all right i know and then plus it's like i think what really like set like solidifies like the vibe is like when timothy chalamet's character just comes out with that beautiful prayer Mm-hmm. And just really sells the shit out of it after being like used for laughs the entire movie. I think, I think he like really sells that part, and you're just like, fuck. That's a beautiful moment because you know, like this is a, a science movie, and kind of going back to that political conflicting thing. Like, you wouldn't expect a really beautiful kind of like religious moment to happen in this movie and it was like this little thing of like these two things don't necessarily have to just like hating each other yeah <laughs> you exactly. know there can be some sort of a marriage in the middle if people are like willing to maybe talk about these things and yeah for me that that last scene really got me and i feel like leo especially like i i love his character in this movie and how anxiety riddled he is and how funny he can be Mm-hmm. but I do feel like he really sells it in his two scenes where like he has his little meltdown on TV at the very end and then also at the dinner scene and I'm just like fuck he just really sells the shit out of it you're just reminded how amazing he is because the one thing I don't like about this movie is that his wife just takes him back after he's been fucking Cape Blanchett forever and he shows up literally hours before the world ends like I'd be like that's a little sus <laughs> well I mean it's the end of the world and they all know it's the end of the world. So maybe it's just like in that moment, it's like, are we going to, are we going to end our lives? Are we going to end everything in anger? Or are we just going to have one final moment? I guess. Forgiveness? I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, that's how I'm kind of justifying. Cause like, it's Typical the whole thing. man of like, justifying well, him cheating. And he's like a total dick the whole movie. I just felt like he didn't earn it enough. I just feel like, man, he really owed everybody a lot more than that. And the the kids who are like 40 years old, they look like like the same age yeah. as Leo. They're like, oh, hey, dad. Glad to have you back. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? He's only been fucking some other woman. How dare you even cheat on Melanie Linsky, too? I fucking love her. Well, to go back on Leo, I, I do <laughs> think this is one of my favorite performances of his. He's really good. I was not expecting it. Like. Because, yeah, he starts the movie as this totally, like, anxiety-written, like, just incoherent person. (laughs) And he's like, I'm just trying to explain. He's like, I know, but, like, you're stressing (laughs) me out the way that you're breathing. Earthquakes, you're breathing weird. It's it's uh, it's making me uncomfortable. Sorry, I'm just trying to articulate the science. I know, but it's like so stressful. I like trying to like listen. I, don't, I just love his like the way that he like does that big breath. Like I know, and it is fucking hilarious. But it's also like you just really feel like he's like a he plays like a, he plays it very well. <laughs> you're like we're so used to seeing him be like these really charismatic 
characters and like halfway through the movie he kind of becomes that person you know like he he adjusts to being famous and the sexiest scientist in the world ailf astronomer i'd like to fuck (laughs) oh man (laughs) like he he was honestly he was great i was not expecting that i think this is one of my favorite of his roles for sure and i also think this might be the funniest that jonah hill's ever been and maybe this is where we transition into what made us laugh. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think there's a couple other things that we can talk about before we get to Jonah Hill. Did you actually cry in this movie? Is this what you're about to tell I me? I almost did. That that final scene was was really great. Also, the really scene beautiful. when when the wife um, confronts him. You cried during that? No, no, that? no, no. That was a really great scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, whoa, jeez. I feel like I don't know you at all. <laughs> Like that was a really great scene. And like you see Leonardo DiCaprio, like in a moment, it's like a rubber band. He like snaps back to his character at the beginning of the movie. Like he gets anxious and like nervous (laughs) and like it was just really great. Also, I thought Jennifer Lawrence was was really good. Like the the whole thing that she had to do of playing that character so serious throughout the whole movie while all the other characters are not serious about this. She is so good. But I think she's also like, I think she might be one of the funniest people in the movie. It's like, <laughs> I was thinking like, I love her in this movie. I think she's fucking hilarious when she's like, we're all gonna fucking die. It's like, and the whole thing with her and the snacks, the whole snacks debacle is fucking hilarious. The snacks are free. What? The general, he charged us for the snacks, but they're free. Oh, gosh. Why on earth would he do that? <laughs> and she just keeps reading up like, I've gone over it again and again and again in my head. And I still can't make sense of it. He's a three-star general. He works at the Pentagon. Why would he charge us for free snacks? Like, I just think that's fucking great. That was so funny. And that's exactly what it is. It's just reinforcing that it, people with power enforce their power. Exactly. However they can. Like this general or this guy is he's under the president, so he can't do it there. But like these people that are visiting, (laughs) he can do it to them. They charge you an arm and a leg for these things. It's even better the more times you watch it. I swear to God. But I agree. I do think she plays it like really seriously and has a lot of emotion behind her character. But like there's a lot of funny situations that she's in and that she responds to. And like her whole obviously her whole relationship with Jonah Hill in this movie it's fucking hilarious. Uh, the, the comedic chemistry between those two was was so great. I just love how mean he is to her. I wish they need to do more movies together. <laughs> they, they really should. They would be a great rom com. Like, can we get can we get the the remake of Knocked Up, but with Jonah Hill? <laughs> Jennifer a Lawrence. remake of Knocked Up could work. Honestly, would be maybe better. And I don't know. I just I think also Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet. I loved them in this movie. I thought they were really adorable together. And they had like a surprising amount of emotion that like like when they're in the car and he's like, Dr. Mindy, can I be vulnerable in your car? <laughs> and he's like talking about like, you know, going out on a limb here. But like, you're just so special. Like, could we just spend more time together? Like maybe get married? <laughs> She's like, sure. Yeah. And he's like, cool. But, like, I just I really bought their like vibe and connection i thought it was pretty cute yeah they were they were they were surprising i i definitely thought when she was like 
fuck it, the world's ending, and they started making out. I was like, all right, we're not going to see Timothy Chalamet anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just that. And then he stayed along. He was, and he was good. He was good. He had some hilarious lines. The whole thing when he meets Melanie Linsky, and he's like, Me too. I'm Yule. Yule. I'm a Fire Puma 142 on Twitch. You game? Really doubtful. Who said I game? <laughs> just the way that he looks at her, like, You game? It's just so weird. And he comes in so hot about Twitch, and she's just like, uh, What? I think he just nails this movie. Definitely have to put that sound clip in there. Oh, yeah. Either that or like his, uh, oh, I fucking love fingerling potatoes. Because <laughs> that is, I quote it all the time. And also, I do fucking love fingerling potatoes. Those are hella good. What are the little potatoes called? The tiny ones? Fingerling potatoes? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love fingerling potatoes. Let's get That reaction was appropriate. It was appropriate. I say it every time someone's making those things. They're great. Oh, man. So I, and I, so here, I think this is a good transition for, or what made us, cry to what made us laugh but i loved so much like it was really like the the first two-thirds of the movie like the one side is being totally serious about this thing that's happening and the other side just not caring at all was it was sad but also it was hilarious like when they go on the news yeah. and tyler perry and kate blanchett are just like keep things light around here so <laughs> I loved when Tyler Perry was like, so like what would happen if this comet hit a house? Would it destroy the house? They're like, this comet is it's like the size of Texas. So it would destroy the house. <laughs> yeah. He's like really fixated just on this ex-wife's house, making sure it don't fucking hit there. But I do love that. And then also the fact that like, like there's just so many times throughout the movie that it's just, I feel like there's nonstop comedy, you know? Yeah. I think as much as like this movie is like kind of being like really nihilistic and saying we're all fucked and like kind of yelling at you. It's also fucking hilarious. Like it's not, is this not Jonah Hill's best, most comedic performance? I think it might be. I love him in super bad. Don't get me wrong, but like this might be my favorite. <laughs> okay. So you, you told that you said that to me when, when you said, I have to watch this movie. You're like, I think it's Jonah Hill's, best performance i was like oh that is i don't know my favorite performance of his is definitely this is the end i think he's so just good. incredible in that but i think you're right i think this might be his funniest performance like everything he says in this movie like a hundred percent of the time he hits every shot everything he says is just so funny my my favorite line was when they're when the rockets are going off, when they're shooting the nukes, and he's like, "Oh, Molly's kicking in. Timed that shit perfectly." Yeah, I was like, "Dude, that's so fucking it. so Timed good." That shit, perfect. <laughs> and this whole thing of like, I mean, he's basically playing Trump Jr. in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, he's just a total like dickhead. But it's like even his quotes about like how hot his mom is as the president. Like if she wasn't my mom, it's like, yeah, it's so good. But it's also like, man, Trump said the same thing about his daughter. That's yeah. the fucked up part. Um, and I do also want to shout out Meryl Streep as the president. I think she's fucking great. She, she's really good. Weirdly. I feel like Meryl Streep was actually kind of underutilized in this. Just like her character is just kind of this, this one thing. And she does a great job with it. Don't get me wrong. She does great. 
but I, I just feel like she's kind of underutilized. Probably because like we couldn't handle a lot more of that because like at the time this came out, Trump was still like the president, right? Or like, yeah. no, I guess he wasn't. But like, it was too soon, too soon. He had just fucking got out of there, right? Now we have Joe Biden for. In his mind, he's still the president because I mean, he, of course, he, he was he was still actively fighting at that point. Yeah, good, good call. He still had all the paperwork. So. Yeah, I guess. But I do think like we just probably couldn't handle it more. But she did nail like she nailed the whole Republican woman Trump yeah. version. I do think it's like I don't think the Republicans would ever have a female candidate. I just have to say that I don't think they would ever get behind one female candidate. I think it would have to be a man personally and not to say anything about if you're a Republican. But like, come on, don't you agree with me? <laughs> That's probably part of the reason why they casted a woman as a tyrannical president. Yeah, it's so good. I also I loved the Jonah Hill ongoing bit of how he had people put black bag. bags over their heads. And he's like, you know, I did have the FBI put that bag over your head. They don't do that. The CIA does, but I made them do it. You know, I had a feeling. It's a good feeling because that is what I did. And it was very funny and cool. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I just need another movie or like five more movies with Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill. I think they were like an unexpected, just amazing chemistry. Like, please put them in everything. I was also surprised at how much I loved Ariana Grande in this movie. Yeah, she was actually really funny. <laughs> she was so funny. And like the whole breakup thing with her and Kid Cudi. Yeah. It was just so funny how like they're they're talking about the world ending and then they just keep bringing up the relationship and how they broke up and then like how they get engaged. They have the whole, they make up to each other and then they, they get engaged on television. And I love the, the social media breakdown <laughs> afterwards. It's like, so this is when they got engaged and yeah. this is this moment. And then this was the engagement when you were talking about the comet. It's like uh, we had a slight peak when uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, was cursing. <laughs> yeah, but in comparison, uh, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another funny thing that I just remembered was like just to get back on the Jonah Hill Jennifer Lawrence train because some of his lines to her are just too perfect. <laughs> when he's like, he calls her boy with the dragon tattoo, yeah. <laughs> which I fucking love. <laughs> And when he when they see him and he's like, cool, yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks for dressing up. <laughs> it's so good. So needlessly cruel to her. It's great. I love it. Oh. He's so funny. And a lot of that, of course, was fucking improv. And I heard Leo DiCaprio was talking about how hard it was to shoot with Jonah Hill in this movie because so much of it was improv. And they like they just couldn't keep it together. It's incredible. <laughs> I be able to either. Like everything he says. Is just every fucking line is hilarious. It's so funny. How does he fucking do it? I don't know. I also do think like the billionaire, uh, with yeah. the bash guy, bash cellular guy, Mark Rylance, that's the actor's name. He's great. I love what he's doing, his uh his like Apple reveal kind of thing. And then the girl's like, Can I say something? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking good, and he just he's I mean he's perfect. But I don't know if you've seen he was in uh, Ready Player One. He's like the mm -hmm. inventor guy who like created that whole thing, too. And he's like definitely super fucking weird in that movie. But he's like a good guy. And then this is just like he's super fucking weird. But now he's like really bad guy. Yeah. But it's like 
he's the perfect encapsulation of all that shit. And it's like, this is literally what would fucking happen. Yeah. Like, it's funny, but it's, like, too real. They, they have, like, the dis, the disclosure at the beginning of a speech, like, please, no eye contact, no flash photography. <laughs> no negative facial expressions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? I really, I really did like that whole kind of, it's it's insane, but, like, that whole idea of this world-ending thing is happening and people will just change course because a business will will pay a lot of money for it to change course even in the face of certain death and that's really what they're trying to say is like trying to is like happening with like you know people switching to like maybe we should all be having electric cars like we definitely should be for the environment but it's like that's never gonna fucking happen yeah right people are just stupid and they just don't care that's the real problem is that for scientists i feel like they see this movie and they're like that's me i feel like i'm screaming at a fucking wall because nobody's listening to me when they're like telling us this scary shit and it is hilarious in this movie but it is also like really poignant i feel yeah it's it's funny and then you're just like no that that's pretty realistic that's but I'm, I feel like this movie helped me feel like at peace with the fact that we're all going to die and the world is basically over. Like, no offense to everybody who believes that we're going to be fine. But like, I really don't think we are. But you know what? I don't care. I think the ending where he says, we really had it all, didn't we? I just feel like really sums it up. That like, we just, we should take a minute and fucking appreciate what we have. Because I really think like, things aren't going to be like this for very long. The world's going to be on fire in like, who knows how many years, but that's going to happen. <laughs> like, we should really enjoy what we have in the meantime. And I think it's okay to like be angry about it because I think this is basically trying to say like, we should all be this angry, but we're not. And it's because we're so focused on this stupid other shit, but like, I'm guilty of it. We all are. I don't think anyone's mm-hmm. above this. And I think that's where people maybe got upset. Is like the director thinks he's holier than now. And he did tweet saying, like, if you don't like this movie, then, like, you're the problem. But it's, like, also, like, if you felt offended by this movie, then you are kind of the problem. Because, <laughs> like, I don't care if you're offended by this movie. We should be able to talk to each other and say, hey, this is a bad thing that's happening. And it's scary. And it's okay. I'm sorry. But not everything needs to sound so goddamn clever or charming or likable all the time. Sometimes we need to just be able to say things to one another. We need to hear things. I remember reading the tweet and thinking people got really upset about this because they thought it was one thing i don't know if i agree that the tweet actually means that but it in my head i'm just like this is the exact reason why you don't fight with someone over text like the same (laughs) thing that like is even in this fucking movie when leo dicaprio is like fighting with that guy on twitter and he's like this guy doesn't believe into the si- in the scientific method he's calling me a crackpot it's like the scientific method was used to create the device you're fucking typing your half-witted <laughs> conspiracy theories on and i'm like i do i just i feel like that part is like really real because honestly if you think about it there's no point almost any at this point with in engaging with people like that because you're just not going to get through to them oh i'm like, 100% with you there i don't do anything on comments or anything i'm just like eh. there's no point like people aren't actually talking to each other on that they're just fighting exactly and like he's like i gotta put out the good word and it's like i get it but i also feel like you know maybe that's why we should feel a little bit down about where we're fucking headed like this movie i just feel like is making a really good point 
and either you agree with it or you're like that scares me and I don't like it and I don't feel good about it so this movie sucks (laughs) it's like it's easier to say that honestly than to go huh yeah maybe we are all fucked but you know what whatever if we are then I'm just gonna enjoy it well that's that's the reason I think why just like the reaction to science why that stuck out to me more than the environmental piece of just like because we saw the we saw this play out with covid and science and and there's even that one part in the movie where someone's like well you science said this and then they said that it was wrong and now it's something else they're like well yeah that's 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 how science works like we we determine things and then as we collect new information you know things change and evolve and like that was the thing that was held against people like during covid is like oh you said wear masks now you're saying don't wear masks and now you're saying wear masks again and you know i i liked the commentary on just like how we react to science and like the the takeaway because the reality is that like the environmental solution is is beyond the individual grasp like individual persons can't you can't make a fucking difference anymore. It's up to the big guys and they're not doing their part. But yes, but one thing we can do as individuals is understand or learn and understand like how we hear science and what that means and how we understand science and as it changes and as like the, the value of collecting information and, you know, and then them talking about like, was any of this stuff peer reviewed? And they're like, no, people are getting fired because they're trying to review it. And yeah, that was the stuff that stuck out to me. It's like we need to we need to change really like how we react to science. And because science is changing and evolving and, and that's important that it does that. Yeah. I think people are thinking that it's inconsistent. Like you're not telling me the the whole story. You're lying. But yeah. it's like we should just trust scientists. I don't understand why that's political or hard to believe anymore. That's the thing that this movie really made me realize is like, God, we're stupid. We really are because we can't just listen to them. Tell us the truth. It's like, what do they have to gain by them lying about this? Why would they lie? You know, they're just fucking doing their jobs and we're yelling at them and telling them how to do it. Like, I'm not a fucking scientist. I can't tell you how to do that shit. I'm going to trust what they fucking say. There's, there is like a weird pride that, that people have with like, I've had this opinion my entire life. Kind of like when you're when you're the kid back in like junior high, you're like people are like, oh, I heard this new band. They're they're amazing. You're like, oh, I've been listening to them before they were mainstream. It's like I've had this opinion and it will not change. It's like that's that's not a good way to live. Like it's a horrible way to live unless only if you just like I just don't understand that. But it is true that like some people just will never change how they think. And that's why I'm like. You know, sometimes at some point, like how much are we really relying on the scientists to do everything for us? Like we got to fucking understand and like do our part to like understand the fucking information that they're telling us and respond in a reasonable way and not say no. You know, I just think they they treat scientists almost like politicians now, like Dr. Fauci. And it's like, has anyone else ever like I mean, who has a fucking problem with a scientist? Like that just seems backwards as fuck (laughs) like why why would you have a problem problem with them you know it's not like they're a politician you don't give them money to do something like right yeah it's it's a problem it's a problem (laughs) and that's why i just i think i just like this movie because i'm like yeah i don't know what to do about this problem either but i i agree we're fucked 
but I do like the fact that it does like shine a light on like the people who probably have all by now gone insane trying to warn us about things and they they're like you know I appreciate this movie's trying mm. I don't know if it will work but but at least it fucking tried grateful we tried man oh man did we try and it didn't work but I felt like that was pretty realistic honestly yeah, I think this this movie is kind. It's kind of a victim of of just the polarization of things right now. Like everything is one way or the other way, and this movie tried to kind of follow that route of like, all right, if you're one side or the other, then like just pick a side. And I think that's why this movie is kind of so divisive. And in, in that, you really figure out early on whether or not you are going to watch this movie or if you're just going to turn it off. I guess so, yeah. Especially since it wasn't really released in theaters. Like, it's pretty easy to turn a movie off when you're at home. Expect movie sucked. I didn't pay for a ticket. I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> I would be curious, like, how many people, like, quit after, like, however long. But I do just that. Maybe it's because I just feel that it's very realistic. And, yeah, it doesn't do a lot to try and bridge the gap. It does certain things and try to get you to think. But... It's not like out there trying to reach out to everybody. It's not like Chris Evans in this movie. Yeah, this pin, this pin points both up and down. Because I think as a country, we need to stop arguing and, and, and virtue signaling. Just get along. <laughs> One of the best cameos ever. So good. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look up or down. I look straight ahead. Like... <laughs> just i hate when people say that because it's like even just saying that that means that you're fucking just being a dick like you can't just say that oh we should do both it's like and then he's like that's why this movie total annihilation is like just for everyone like, but i i just feel like after this movie i was like i'd be the guy at the at nasa when everybody's like scrambling because they realize the world is fucked and he's like some good dude you don't even see just yells, I'm doing an eight ball. <laughs> That's like how the vibe I would have at this moment too. <laughs> I'm doing an eight ball. I love that guy. I don't know who he is, but he's, he's maybe the best character in the whole movie. <laughs> you know Jonah Hill wrote that. He's just like, he hey, have. dude, just yell this. <laughs> but yeah, I think this movie is, I think it's important. I think people should see this movie. And whether you have a good or bad reaction to it, like if you hate this movie, I'm sorry. But like, I do think this movie is a very interesting and very good movie to see just to kind of get a different perspective. And, you know, you might hate it, but like, I do think this movie is trying to say something. It's, it's Adam McKay taking the biggest swing possible. And I, and I respect people that I respect movies that do that. And Me so too. I think it's a movie that's worth seeing, even if even if it's not the best movie of all time in your mind, I, it's it's a movie worth seeing. That's like the perfect recommendation I could ever ask for. So thank you. I mean, I'll personally say I love this movie. It gets better every time I watch it. But I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's not the fucking mummy. That's all I have to say. The new <laughs> mummy. I feel like it's the, my new bar for like the worst movie ever made. Like I think the room is better than the fucking new mummy. Okay. <laughs> and that's for real. <laughs> Cause people actually cared about that movie <laughs> when they yeah. made it. Right. Nobody gave a fuck about the new mummy and it sucks. And ever since you made me watch that, that I think maybe watch that movie, watch, don't look up. I think you're going to have a new perspective on it. 
you might have a new perspective on life. That's honestly, I think my, my expectations in general have just been lowered to a point where I can't return. And now I, I think every movie, well, it's better than the fucking mummy. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. He's going to have to do a lot to make up for that. I don't know. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, but it's going to have to be the greatest movie of all time in order for me to come back from that. We will see you next time. There'll be water in the rain. Territories pay fines. This movie has two and two endings post credits they go full marvel with it yeah i wasn't expecting that and i just thought that that was an interesting choice and it, it i feel like with marvel though they usually save the shitty one for like right at, all the way after the credits just to really fuck you in the ass like you wait that long and then it's just like oh like spoiler alert for thor i don't care but like oh it's just natalie portman making it to valhalla great i don't fucking care why are we waiting for that i have to piss like a fucking racehorse so I hate when they do that, but I do think this one actually made it worth it. They started doing that when they had two post-credit scenes. Like phase one, it's post-credit scenes are all important. And then I forget when it was, but it's like as soon as they had two, it's like the first one's important. The second one is it's more Stupid. funny. Just yeah. YouTube it afterwards. It doesn't matter. Exactly. But I still hate it. I hate the principle of it. Anyways. Both of these are great. The first one the the ship that took all the important people <laughs> yeah land on a planet and they're all naked and they're all old as hell you'll yeah. notice because of course only old fucking people could afford to like buy that like yeah. ticket on one of those ships which not a great idea as it turns out cryo chambers were 58 percent successful which is much better than anticipated no we only had 47 dead in our section so. i really love it Am I right that that was not Meryl Streep's butt? That was a that was a body double. No, she does not have a fucking tramp stamp. <laughs> Love the tramp stamp; it's so good. And I really hate all the naked people. It's like what, like God. And also, like just the fact that like they're all just standing around. I was like, I did not expect this movie to end with a bunch of old naked people <laughs> and on some new planet, right? Yeah, I'm glad that it was short. And I was like, please don't go full. Uh, Who's the director of uh, Midsummer and Ari Aster? Yeah, like don't go full old Bush like he always does in oh, all of his God, movies. Oh God, I know. There's too much Bush in his movies. Bush really and up... penis everywhere. Yeah, very upsetting. <laughs> I don't need to see it that much. But this movie, there was still a lot of it that I did not expect at the last fucking like post credit scene. But I will say, I did love that all of them basically the implication that they all get eaten by those fucking brontorox or whatever yeah. the fuck those creatures are i thought that that was funny and i was like good you guys fucking deserve it you pieces of shit and idiots <laughs> but it was good i'm glad it was in there yeah it, it was good and it paid off the the whole scene that they had of these companies having so much information on us that they can predict our deaths and they're like oh you're gonna die from a brontorox like what's a brontorox he's like I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> then, yeah, then, then when she gets killed, he's like, I assume that's a Broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, the last one is pretty great because as they're like getting, or when they're on the ship, she realizes that she forgot Jason, aka Jonah Hill, her son. <laughs> he was still fucking waiting back at Nats after everyone left, just going, she said she'll, she'll be right back. She's she'll coming back. right back. <laughs> 
the implication being he's the last surviving human being on the planet. Coming out of the rubble, and his phone still works. And, and, and what does he do? He's live streaming, and he's like, yo, coming at you, the last man on Earth. What's up, y'all? I'm the last man on Earth. Shit's all fucked up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> and that's definitely going to be like our ending now. I think after now that you've finally seen the movie, I think you can appreciate. Oh, yeah. Because people would still fucking be doing that. Last person on earth. Like and subscribe. <laughs> God, so fucking great. All right. We made it. You made it through that whole episode of don't look up and renee are you are you okay did you make it because you got you got pretty you got pretty heated sometimes i want to make sure you have energy you're not exhausted after that no i'm uh i'm pretty good you know i just i was very i didn't realize how passionate i was about this movie or about the fact that we're all gonna die but i guess i am <laughs> and you know what i feel good getting it out of my system because i don't regret a thing <laughs> That's the importance of talking about movies. You just sometimes you you discover things that you didn't know was there. Yeah, really good stuff. <laughs> Although I I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. It was uh, I hope and I hope the listeners enjoyed it. I think yeah. it's a good movie. It deserves a second chance if you weren't in on it the first time. There are a lot of movies in life that I've watched and like I don't know if if this needs to be watched by somebody else. But like I said, I think this is a movie worth watching once. And whether or not you hate it or love it, it's worth watching once. At least for Jonah Hill. At least for Jonah Hill. I think we can all agree. He's the real hero here. He really is. But next week, oh, Renee, we've been waiting for this moment. We've been waiting to do this episode. Tell us what we're watching. It feels like we've been waiting 10 years for this because it took this long for this movie to finally show up somewhere on streaming. We are going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. And I could not be more excited. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm so excited. Oh my God. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. I can tell. I have to scream it. This movie makes you want to scream in a good way. In the best way, in the hot dog way, if you know what we're talking about. Oh boy. <laughs> this movie is it's from it's from Daniels, the duo that we just love everything they do. Swiss Army Man, turn down for what music video. They just make it all happen. They're incredible and so much fun. And this movie is just a delight from beginning to end. And if you haven't seen it, Go watch it. It's on Showtime right now. And we're going to be talking about everything in the movie because there's a lot and it all happens at once. But it's really good. I think it's one of those movies that's good for like, no matter what you're into, I think most people can probably relate. And like, while it's pretty wacky in tone, I think it's just a movie that almost anybody would, would enjoy, honestly. Yeah, it's the whole multiverse aspect is part of the plot, but it is not the plot. And... I like I watched this movie with my mother-in-law recently and I'm pretty sure it's the first time she's ever heard the word multiverse and she really enjoyed it. 
I don't know if she she understood all the stuff, but like we all had a really good time. Yeah, they explain it, I think, pretty well. So you won't feel too like what the fuck is happening. But I think if you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you have seen it, watch it again. It's just fucking marvelous. I think if if you don't like this movie, I think you just might be a real sour person. That's what I think. I would 100% agree with you. Yeah. So go do your homework. Go watch the movie. You'll love it. You'll have a great time. And then we're going to be talking about it next week. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. But in the meantime, please continue to not bother us on all the social media places, especially not like YouTube, because we're definitely not posting additional uh, reviews and thoughts on other things that we just don't put on the podcast. We're definitely not putting them up just on there. So like, don't go there. Leave don't tease them. I don't want, we don't want people doing that. Don't even mention it. Don't say what we're not doing or what we are doing. Just don't bother us. We won't bother you. Cause if you do bother us, we will bother you. That's all I got to say. But you know, in the meantime, in the meantime, don't look up and have a great week. Regular exclusive out. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.